Good evening, friends. Let me start by introducing myself. I am Dr. Rakesh Gupta. I am a senior consultant in internal medicine at Indraprasth Apollo Hospitals, and I have almost forty years of experience as a clinician, working in specialization of diabetes and critical care. So today we will discuss about a particular case which probably is of use to all of us, a case which we probably see in our OPD half the time, and a case which challenges us at some times basically. So it's a patient whose name is AB. He is a 58-year-old patient. He is a diabetic for last four years. He is obese in the sense that his BMI is 32 kg per meter square. Uh, he has hypertension. His blood pressure is around 130-90, and he has dyslipidemia. His LDL cholesterol is around 85, and he also has obstructive sleep apnea, which is quite obvious because his BMI is quite high. And uh, the laboratory assessment which we do for such patient, we did for this patient. Showed a HbA1c of 8.3, eGFR was 70 milliliter per minute per 1.73 meter square, LDL cholesterol was around 85, HDL cholesterol was 35, triglyceride was around 25, and SGOT and SGPT was around 70 and 100. This particular patient is on metformin 1000 milligram twice a day, lisinopril 40 milligram once a day. He is on glimepiride uh, uh, 2 milligram once a day. He is on metoprolol ER 100 milligram once a day. atorvastatin and aspirin now this is a typical patient which we see in our opd and uh, we always start thinking that what do we need to do in such a patient what should be the challenges which we need to overcome and uh, how do we need to reach our target now first of all is to set a target in this patient this is a 58 year old patient which means that he is fairly young in the series of diabetes and if you're looking at next 20 30 years we need to give him a good legacy you know by the time a patient is uh, treated as diabetic 50% of the beta cells have already failed so we now need to control his diabetes as strong as possible so that his legacy is good so that his complications are less fortunately as of now he does not have any complications but he has a lot of risk factors his obesity itself is a risk factor his blood pressure is a risk factor dyslipidemia is a risk factor and he has a lot of risk factors that way so considering that we need to have a very good recommendation now ada recommends generally that our first target for controlling hb1c should be less than 7 i would go on to say that this 58 year old who is a diabetic for 4 years we should aim for hb1c of 6.5 because if we do 6.5 only then we will reach a target which will be useful to us of course the first thing to do a treatment in this case is lifestyle modification so the very fact that he has to run regularly he has to lose weight he has to cut down on his fat content he has to have a low carbohydrate diet that goes without saying that is something which we have to impress upon them at a, on a daily basis but when we talk about the pharmacotherapy then we look look at the whole picture per se let's talk about diabetes alone let's assume that this patient will be given a statin for cholesterol he will be given a either a ace inhibitor or a arb for in control of his uh, hypertension he is already on lisinopril he is also on metoprolol which is a beta blocker but what we need to do is need to streamline his medicines for sugars he is on metformin 1000 mg twice a day and he is on glimepiride 2 mg once a day now obviously it is not well controlled his hb1c is 8.3 the first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to remove glimepiride from his case glimepiride is a insulin secretogogue which means it might cause more beta cell failure i need to preserve as much beta cells as possible so i'm going to take him out of the equation completely and definitely i'm not going to give him glimepiride because that not only causes hypoglycemia 
it might also cause weight gain and it has not helped us in reaching a target of 7 or below of hba1c now the patient is actually willing to start another medication but he is concerned that sometimes he forgets his pills and he feels that sometimes additional pills will only make it worse and he does not want to have injections yet he wants to avoid giving injections uh, if you ask me what be your first choice of drug to use i would say probably glp1 analog and a combination of a glp1 analog and a sglt2 inhibitor would be a good combination to use in this case because both of them have been shown to have cardiac benefits both of them have been shown to have renal benefits and both of them have been shown not to cause hypoglycemia so i would have recommended those but unfortunately glp1 analog as of now are available to us only in injectable form so if the patient is unwilling to start injections then we take it out of the picture and instead we substitute it with dpp4 inhibitor and dpp4 inhibitors we know are available in oral forms and in that case patient has no problem in taking it now the advantage of giving a two drugs this patient is now on a hb1c of uh, 8.3 which means if we want him to come down to hb1c of around 6.5 we already taking one sulfonylurea out of the equation so we can very safely add on two drug combinations or two drugs separately you know the good thing is that india is a land of combinations and we have lots of fixed dose combinations to offer to the patients and one such fixed dose combination which we would be probably very acceptable to this patient and also very acceptable to the doctors is a fixed dose combination of sglt2 inhibitor and a dpp4 inhibitor the advantage with using such a fixed dose combination would be that number one fixed dose sglt2 inhibitors shows cardiac benefits as well as renal benefits number two it causes a bit of weight loss now according to the package inserts the weight loss is around 2.5 to 3 kgs or according to various studies but practically most of us have seen as clinicians that patients go on to lose almost 5 to 6 kgs as well so uh, sglt2 inhibitor would be a great drug to use another advantage with sglt2 inhibitor is it does not cause hypoglycemia so sglt2 inhibitor is definitely the first choice to put in and if not glp1 analog then the second choice is to put in would be a dpp4 inhibitor dpp4 inhibitor is a weight neutral drug it does not have any major side effects maybe a little bit you might be a bit worried if a patient has had pancreatitis or a little bit of a sinusitis kind of thing but by and large it does not have any kind of side effects you should bother us it is weight neutral and it does not cause hypoglycemia so if a fixed dose combination of these two drugs can be given that would be good for this patient and that would probably help us in bringing down the hb1c by around 1.5 which would solve our purpose per se now when you look at these two drugs combinations sglt2 inhibitors and dpp4 inhibitors one of the combinations which is available to us is a combination of empagliflozin and linagliptin empagliflozin coming from the stable of sglt2 inhibitor and linagliptin coming from dpp4 inhibitors now sglt2 inhibitors and especially empagliflozin empagliflozin is the leader following the empareg trial it was the first drug to tell us that it had cardiac benefits and now with emperor studies and further studies it has confirmed that it is very good for patients for kidneys also and it kind of delays the patient going on to a chronic renal failure stage so empagliflozin is almost you can say like the main prototype drug the front runner in the sglt2 category on the other hand if you look at the dpp4 inhibitors we do have many dpp4 inhibitors but one of the popular ones which we have is linagliptin and one of the main advantages of linagliptin apart from the fact it does not cause hypoglycemia it is kind of weight neutral is that its dose also does not need to be changed in various cases 
Sometimes if a patient has renal failure or if the EGFR is less than 30, then in that case, you may need to tweak the dosage of uh, uh, DPP-4 inhibitor. You might need to half the dosage in some cases. But the advantage with giving lenagliptin is that you do not need to touch the dose. 5 milligram once a day remains the standard dose for lenagliptin. And whatever the case of uh, renal failure would be, from the stage 1 renal failure till the end stage renal disease, the dose remains the same. So it becomes a very convenient case of a study to give. So if I have a combination of empagliflozin and lenagliptin, which both are brand leaders, which both are not brand leaders, which both are probably having maximum properties in their own groups, then that would be a dream come true for most of the clinicians. And uh, so we do have this combination available to us as of now, uh, Empalina combination in which empagliflozin is, is either 10 milligrams or 25 milligrams. And lenagliptin is in a fixed dose of 5 milligrams. It is available as a first-in-class treatment in SGLT2 inhibitor and DPP4 inhibitor combination group of uh, drugs, basically. Now, how much can we expect in such patients? The HbA1c decrement by Empalina 25 by 5 has demonstrated around 1.81% HbA1c reduction in certain studies. And the benefits were controlled over a period of time, say over a 52 weeks uh, in metformin group, and a higher percentage of patients achieving HbA1c less than 7% were reported for these combinations. So the bottom line carry-home message today would be that this kind of a combination like Ampalina offers a suitable component in strategy to achieve a target HbA1c without increased risk of hypoglycemia. Now, this is a very important thing, without increased risk of hypoglycemia and no risk of weight gain, rather a little bit of weight loss. Apart from that, a little bit of pleiotropic effects can also be expected in the case that a little bit of a decrease in lipid profile happens a little bit of decrease in a patient's blood pressure. You can expect two to three millimeter of systolic blood pressure loss in, in patients like this. And this has been something which is very useful. And another point which has been seen is that when you give this combination, then the unpopular genitourinary infections, which are seen with SGLT2 inhibitors, they have also been seen to be reported less when given with a combination of DPP4 inhibitors, perhaps because a better glucose control occurs and also because of uh, certain mechanisms which might be there in the property of the bacteria. So to summarize what I wanted to tell you today, friends, was that Empalina combination provides a robust HbA1c reduction without the fear of hypoglycemia, without the fear of weight gain, and without the fear of even causing beta cell failure. Because in a way, these are sensitizers. Their action is different than what we have of generally traditional uh, oral hypoglycemics like sulfonylureas. And then there are two to four times higher odds of patients reaching the goal HP1C compared to individual events, agents, which probably cause weight gain or may cause uh, hypoglycemic uh, actions, risks, which could be disastrous for the patient. So it's a good combination to use. It's a very good combination in our armamentarium. And I hope we can use judiciously to provide as much benefits to more and more patients in our OPD practice as well as inpatient practice. Thank you for a patient hearing.